What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, men. Welcome back to Slumlord U. Today we're going to discuss service requests. Can anyone tell me what a service request is? Yes, Cletus? Is that when you call a hooker? Uh, no, Cletus, it's not when you call a hooker. Anyone else? Clifton? It's when someone calls to get something fixed. We don't do that. An A-plus and a beer for Cliff. That's right, and it can be for almost anything, from a dripping faucet to a smashed window to a busted oven. Before I go into detail, let me ask, what do you think is the best way to approach service requests? Yes, Jonathan? Respond to them as quickly as possible. Well, I can see why your name is Jonathan. Obviously, you've got the brains of a seagull. Just do me a favor and don't talk for the rest of the day, aight? Thanks. Now, it's really easy to collect rent and almost as easy to evict troublemakers and deadbeats, but the proper method for handling service requests is far more difficult. It's a delicate balancing act. You need to learn how to effectively ignore service requests while barely staying within the law so they can't withhold the rent. But don't worry, by the end of this lesson you'll be total wizards at this. The first step is to make sure your tenants understand how unimportant their request is, no matter how important it really seems. Listen guys, I've been a successful slumlord for a long time, and here's my tried and true method for doing this. You've got to make them believe that they have the least important service issue of all your tenants, if not all time. The best way to do this is to tell them that no matter what their issue is, that you have a larger, more pressing issue. You don't have to tell them that your actual issue is to not be bugged while you're parked at the Jiffy Mart eating a ham on rye and finishing off a Louis L'Amour. That's another dang business, but it's your business, and it's more important than whatever stupid repair they think they need. Now, in order to demonstrate my point, we're going to do a role-play exercise. Can I have two volunteers, please? All right, you two, Harry and Larry, come down here and have a seat facing each other. Great. Now, Harry, you get to play a tenant with a maintenance issue. Larry, you're going to play the maintenance guy who was given a service request. By the way, gang, what is the best format for a service request? Yeah, Jorge? Vable. Absolutely right. If it ain't written down, you ain't got to acknowledge it. And your bosses are none the wiser. If the rental office is using paper, they're making a huge mistake. It opens them up to lawsuits and such. So, Harry, I want you to make a phone call to Larry with a maintenance need. Use your imagination. And, Larry, I want you to respond like I've been teaching you, all right? Ring, ring. Hello? Uh, hi. Uh, my kitchen sink doesn't work. I need you to come look at it. Oh, okay. I'll get back to you soon. But Mrs. Jones' roof caved in, and i got to take care of that first, all right? I'll get back to you soon. Bye! Excellent work for the first try. Let's go over what he did right. 
Right off the bat, Larry set the tone by just saying hello rather than identifying himself or the company he works for. That instantly puts him in a power position because it throws the tenant off. You'll also notice that he said bye and hung up without waiting for a response. This is how you show the tenant that you're the one in charge and they have no repercussions. Now, there was one area for improvement. When Larry made up the excuse, he used too extreme a maintenance issue to start with. You want to save catastrophic scenarios as an absolute last resort. It's better to start with something smaller but still serious, say a cracked window or a broken fridge. And here's a pro tip. Once that exchange has taken place, it's best to switch on your voicemail after that. You don't want them to be able to actually talk to you again or they might manage to convince you to fix something. Better yet, if your voicemail box is full, keep it that way. Never delete a message. Ever. If you find your tenants aren't leaving you enough messages to fill your inbox, call yourself and leave messages until it does. You don't want a paper or digital trail. That will give you more flexibility and less hassle in case they keep trying to call back. Now let's discuss how to behave if they get a bit uppity or try to go over your head or in that rare case when the issue truly does threaten their health or safety. Any ideas on how to approach the situation then? Yes, Omar? Handle it pleasantly and get it taken care of immediately. Jeez, Omar, it's like you've been asleep through class. I mean, yeah, you want to keep yourself out of trouble, but you don't want to seem too anxious to please them. These ain't no luxury rentals, right? So here's how I would approach it. Make sure you pretend like you're just a good old boy who's overworked and underpaid so they feel sorry for you. In fact, you want them to actually feel guilty for even asking you to do something. You can even say that your home is in the same disarray and you haven't even had time to fix your pipes or whatever. Now let's examine another scenario. In spite of your best lack of effort, a woman manages to reach you. This is the fourth or fifth time she's called, and she is hopping mad that you haven't helped her. How do you respond? Jeff? Ignore her. She's abroad. Dude, you could be teaching this class. This is really important. If the woman calls, don't respond. Don't even acknowledge her existence. This only feeds the problem. Call the man back on his number. Make sure that you talk only to him and make sure you sound totally reasonable when you do so that he sides against his wife. If you can cause marital problems, they'll be more focused on each other than on you. Total bonus. All right. I know that every now and then you got to show up and actually work. When is the best time of day to do that? Okay, you, Max? When they are not home to answer the door, of course. They told me I shouldn't allow cats in class, and I'm glad I proved them wrong. If anyone could be more gloriously irreverent and self-serving, it'd be a cat. That's right, Max. Show up when you know darn well they won't be home. That way you can blame them for not being able to fix whatever they're whining about. And here's a bonus tip. Just in case you miscalculated and someone is home, you should rap on the door as quietly as possible so there's no chance of them hearing you. Now keep in mind... You must knock quietly enough so that, even if they have a dog, not a soul will hear you or know you were there. But if they have one of those video doorbell thingies, you can prove you tried. Now, before we go on our four-hour lunch break, remember, keep making those false promises. Nothing gives you more time than false hope. Class dismissed.
tonight on Counterculture Wise, we skewer both Basement Joe and The Donald. We pay tribute to Jeff Beck and Lisa Marie, a few others, and we share heartwarming stories of the weird and wonderful. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Counterculture Wise, a Stormcap production. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts, our guests, and the dog, and do not necessarily reflect the views of any of our platforms, our advertisers, or any other dog. you listen today, please remember, we are so much more than a podcast. All of our stories we discuss are linked in our show notes on counterculturewise.com. Visit there for commentary, guest photos and links, animations, and fun merchandise. If you have a story idea or would like to be a guest on our show, contact us via our website. You can also follow us on Twitter, Gab, Instagram, Facebook, and all over social media, where we'll post memes, cat pics, and commentary that gets us booted off on a regular basis. If you're listening live, be sure to join our chat on Spreaker. If you're listening dead, please stop voting Democrat, but enjoy the show anyway. Welcome to another Counterculture Wise. We are going to have so much fun today. Today has been an amazingly relaxing and nice day. Lots of wind, lots of sun, everything in between. Took the dog to the dog park, had a little nap. I mean, we did all the things today. So we are refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to give you a really big shoe. I am your hostess with the mostest, Ms. Melanie Hope. And here in the studio, live, proud, in charge, is none other than, well, he's my husband, I suppose, and my best friend, and kind of my co-hosty kind of guy, and uh, my sweet babu, Mr. James Russell Monas. Well, my name's Jim Monas. If you know me, it's a bonus. We're Americans from Texas. Ain't nobody gonna own us. We are counterculture-wise here to open your eyes. Running out of time to rhyme, so give me burger with fries. That didn't really work that well, did it? That's what happens when Jim writes a rap five minutes before shift time. <laughs> Actually, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good. Word to your mother, Babu. Word to your mother, yo, 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 a Babu. Babu. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, folks. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Like I said, we've got so many things to talk about. What a crazy week we've had. And we, as a country, we, as a nation, we, as the collective, what the living Christ is going on, we'll talk a lot about that. We'll say goodbye to some, wow, like a whole slew of pretty awesome people. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new sponsor, which I think will be a lot of fun to talk about, mm-hmm. and um, some oldies and goodies, because we have another episode of Cold And then, of course, if you're listening live, 
Welcome. Head on over to chat. Let's hear your voice. See what you got to say. If you're listening after the fact on any of the other platforms, do me a favor. Right this minute. <clears throat> drop everything. Ouch. I keep telling you to get out of the way. And well, keep like, falling from a share, different place. subscribe, <laughs> give us a billion star review. If you love us, tell us why. If you hate us, tell us why. And we even have a place where you can tell us how much you hate us. Head on over to counterculturewise.com. Fill out the ID10T form and we will give it the attention it deserves. Meanwhile, let's have some fun, Kick shall we? Kick back and enjoy our show. Shall we? Yeah. All right. You want to start with News of the Weird and Wonderful or do you want to say goodbye to all these people first? I hate starting the show off with death. Let's let's not start off the show with death. All right. All right. Let's start off with something good. You got anything good before we head on into Weird and Wonderful? Any new news? Any like new um, presents well, coming your way? Yeah. Any Mr. Happy it was Birthday my, Monuses? It, it, was, it, was, it was my birthday on Wednesday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Well, my name's Jim Monison. Never mind. No, please don't. <laughs> Please. I wasn't please expecting don't. to run out of breath halfway through the darn thing. <laughs> I should know better. You're not a because young man I'm now four more years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, you're and, not a you young know, man anymore. Just, so, so tell our adoring public and our dear, dear fans, did you have a good birthday, my sweetheart? It was awesome as a possum and blossom, yo. It was wonderful. I've never seen a blossoming possum. Now well, I'm intrigued. You need to look one up. That's what Google is for. Um we celebrated a little bit on last week's show. We have a beverage we're going to use tonight to celebrate as well. And essentially, she spoiled me rotten. Rotten to the core. And we both uh, had for, to work. So. The, yeah, we had, we had to work. So Wednesday itself, we didn't celebrate a whole lot. Although, she did give me a gift, a gift card to uh, Guitar Center, which blows me away. Um I'm just a brief backstory. We moved from Las Vegas to Texas, but we left some stuff in a storage facility. And what they didn't tell us was that there was no air conditioning. It was not climate controlled. As a result, my 15, 20, I don't know how, how year old bass guitar, a Fender got absolutely warped and destroyed. So, you know, I've been eyeballing a really you know, good for the price, Gretsch bass, and she knows I want this. It's been, it's on my dream board. Aside, and then they uh, keep having to use it for stupid stuff like rent. Or so you know, she she did the smart thing and put it on a, a, put it card, on a gift but, card, so you can't use but, it anywhere else. I uh, you know, it's we're we're basically one third of the way there now, so uh, we're good. Folks in the chat are saying, uh, "Careful there, Jim. You're getting too close to uh, giving them a promo." <laughs> Not not a sponsor, but we take them well, if they want us. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah, there was a controversy surrounding this particular bass guitar. It's technical, and I don't want to get into it because it would bore the daylights out of anybody. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But I see what I want, and I want It has one. something to do with Mike Huckabee or hum, Humbucker. Humbuckers. Yeah. yeah, Humbuckers. It was advertised as having Humbucker pickups. It has single-coil picks up pickups, and everybody... Who's listening to me? Except for probably David and, and Nick are going. What in the bl- what in the name? All I of- know is if they don't correctly advertise the humdingers, you're gonna go somewhere else. What in the name <laughs> of Bill Wyman is a going on here? Anyway, um, so yeah, or yeah. Jack Bruce, you know, whatever. whatever. It's 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 not. So then. Um, 
on Saturday, we celebrated more. We went to the dog park, had a nice relaxing, uh, nice relaxing day. Um, on Wednesday night, by the way, uh, we she took me unexpectedly out to a great burger joint in Waco called Twisted Root Burger Company. That's what it was. I kept uh, saying root basement. I was trying to tell somebody where we went. I'm like, I don't know. There's roots involved. <laughs> I can't remember the name oh, of that. Oh, I mean, A&W has roots involved. Well, root, root <laughs> beers, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been, I've been quite spoiled. I also... Um, Got an unexpected financial windfall, so I got in 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 a in a attempt to relaunch my photography biz on the side. I I bought a a, a cheap lens to fulfill a need I have, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we had a fantastic well, time. Um, do you tell them about the the burger? Did we did we go into detail about the burger? Oh um, my lord, she she shot a video. <laughs> I think she might have posted it. To, I haven't posted to, it yet, um, but I actually you know, had to video this thing Insta was so snap big. Or something. I, I had to take a Insta snap. I had to take a picture of this puppy because I honestly could not figure out. She didn't know I could how put he was going to get his face around it. But I got honest. it. Of course, you'd have to unhinge your jaw like a snake. Yeah, which I can do. But apparently, he being can, the snake yes. that I am. So here uh, I am with my knife and my fork and my fufu goat cheese burger, you know, daintily, <laughs> daintily cutting tiny bites. Daintily mincing it and, and, and putting morsels of it in her, in her <laughs> mouth. And meanwhile, I don't even remember the name of it, but it had something to do with the coronary or a heart attack or some, <laughs> some kind of nonsense. And I should know better, okay? I'm just going to say this. I should know better. Submitted for your approval. Oh, my God. This burger, okay, large patty, really decent-sized patty, really nice all-beef patty, lettuce and tomato. Okay, that's normal. Then the abnormal, the buns, each bun was a classic grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) Made on Texas toast. Made on Texas toast. (laughs) So and two grilled cheese sandwiches. Two grilled cheese sandwiches and a burger mixed into one. burger in the middle. And uh, it was delectable. I mean, their burgers are amazing. And so if you're in Waco, go. I think the go. only reason they could serve it is because they're literally sharing a parking lot with an emergency center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an emergency room and urgent care combined. And yeah, I think it's a great place to be next to a burger joint like that. Yeah. This was not McDonald's. Not that I have anything against McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it was it was amazing. My and there, we had and Melanie also ordered some fries, some uh, chopped, lopped, loaded, blah blah, with bacon and cheese and bacon and cheese, mm. all kinds of. Talk I mean, nonsense. this is the kind they of thing I'm, I'm eschewing well, this year, yeah. Gesundheit. Um <laughs> But this is uh, you know, birthday. it was my birthday. It, it was, was my birthday. birthday. Yeah. So we we were going to go out last night for dinner, but because we went out to dinner on Wednesday. We stayed home and watched. We had sushi. We had sushi. Yeah. So yeah, we, I'm spoiled, Ron. We watched sushi one last... of our traditional Christmas movies that we did not get to this yeah. year. And, and, and we had some sake that socked us both out. We both woke up going, where am I? What am I? <laughs> we both woke up rather Biden-y today. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> where am I? <clears throat> we have some words about him later. But anyway, you know, for once, I just didn't want to start with that stuff or death or politics. Yeah. Which go hand in hand. But they, and, and, nowadays they do. Yeah, they do. Um, 
Well, I Maybe. think our uh, let's go ahead and play the weird and wonderful stinger because since we do have Nick in the chat and uh, later on he's going to lend his talents to our show, um, I dedicate this first story <clears throat> to him. Counterculture Wise is proud to present News of the Weird and Wonderful. Here are your hosts, Melanie Hope and Jim Monis. All right, News of the Weird and Wonderful. These are where we post our stories that are fun and or interesting or just plain weird. And this is an article that came out in the New York Times. It is an opinion article, but I think it fits in this particular situation. Um, there's never been a better time to be short. Apparently, thanks to climate change, uh, we need to be shorter. So there you go, Nick. <laughs> From where I stand at 5 feet 11, being tall is a widely held fantasy of superiority that long ago should have been retired. Keep in mind that this is written by a, a woman. It made sense to fawn over height when it facilitated survival. Ages ago, when the necessity of defending oneself cropped up daily, if not hourly, tall people could be more easily protected. Or they could easily, more easily protect their families and bring home more woolly rhino flank. Today, those who have the stamina to sit in an office chair all day bring home the plastic-wrapped meats. Okay, we know where this is going. Anyways, there's an ongoing debate about um, why we've gotten so much taller. Well, typically in first world countries, we have better health care, therefore we are taller. But this person proposes that being shorter is going to help with, you guessed it, climate change. So uh, they go into big detail about how taller candidates tend to win the presidency. Uh, a little bit into that. Um, and then, of course, she starts talking about how her twins are short, even though she's quite tall herself. Um, talk about women who are not women, so I don't know why they're even in here. Um Parents boast that the kids eat too much. So basically, if you're shorter, you will consume less and therefore be better for the planet. So congratulations to those in our audience who are of smaller statue, stature, my, my apologies, stature, or, you know, if you're of smaller statue, I mean, there's some, I'm sure, that are made out of stone and just standing around doing nothing, you know, like our current president. Um, hey, you're better for the environment. So good on you. I, I remember my mom when I started growing when I was little, she kept threatening that she was going to put a brick on my head so I wouldn't get any bigger. <laughs> and frankly, I, I think that the reason I'm so heavy is because I'm not as tall as I should be. So thanks, Mom. If I were taller, I, I, I would have a much more uh, svelte figure. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm not overweight. I'm under tall. So there you go. There you are. Yeah. There you go. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so everybody try to get shorter so we can save the climate. All right, so this next article has me regretting how I opened my part of the show. The, <laughs> the, the, the title is, If You Love This Song, It Could Be a Sign You're a Psychopath. <laughs> <clears throat> and it starts off by saying, No, it's not by Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, man. Research conducted in the UK by Channel 4 among over 3 million participants found that people who score highly on psychopathic tests... Favor rap and heavy metal. Two of my favorite genres. Rap, rap and, and heavy, heavy metal. metal, yeah. Wait. That was news? <laughs> that people but who now there's rap? scientific proof to back it up. Ah, okay. Mm. 
the least psychopathicated preferred the least psychopathic preferred classical music and jazz bucking the the tropes sent by Hannibal Lecter. Researchers at New York University looked at specific songs testing 200 people for 260 different songs. They found out that people who scored highest on psychopath tests rated songs like No Diggity by Backstreet and Lose Yourself by Eminem more highly. The researchers believe that songs could help predict those with the disorder, which affects around 1% of people. Uh, the beauty of this idea is you can use it as a screening test without consent, cooperation, or maybe even the knowledge of the people involved. The ethics of this are very hairy, but so is having a psychopath as a boss, and so is having a psychopath in any position of power. We live in the United States. We have psychopaths in positions of power. <clears throat> Unless they know it's a tell by, say, reading the findings published in multiple media outlets. To be fair to researchers, they predicted this, not releasing other songs which were better predictors of psycho psychopathy psychopathy the scientists declined to name these songs for fear of disrupting further research the least psychopathic study participants were more likely to be fans of my sharona by the knack and titanium by sia both good songs so the fact that i like my sharona makes me less less psychopathic than if you liked uh I don't know. Uh, I, I want to know something by Cannibal Corpse. I really don't know. <laughs> I want to know. What about if you really enjoy the YMCA song? <laughs> that doesn't does, make you. What does that make you? <laughs> just makes you a cliche. <laughs> it, it makes you boring. <laughs> oh, now. <laughs> I, I think if you like the wreck of the Ella Fitzgerald, that makes you boring. <laughs> oh yeah, the song I was going to trick her with today. <laughs> We have we have a Bluetooth speaker, and she was about to get in the shower, and I had um, I had this speaker hooked up to my Spotify account. Yes, I have uh, one of the one of Gordon Lightfoot's versions of uh, "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald," or as Mel- Melanie likes to say, "The Wreck of the Ella Fitzgerald." And I was gonna play it. I was just pushing the button. She walks out and goes, "You left this on again." I'm like, "Oh God!" That's not how I sound. Okay, I just sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll try that joke another time, except not. Okay, great. Yeah, I hate Ship that hit a reef, everybody drowned, and the lungs all filled with water. Anyway. <laughs> and this song goes on forever and ever, and only as good if you're a squatter. Mm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Please, move along. Move along already. Police in Oklahoma put their cowboy skills to the test when a loose cow was spotted wandering outside an Olive Garden restaurant. Mmm, slap Mm. him on a plate. The Stillwater Police Department said officers responded alongside Stillwater Animal Welfare when a loose cow was spotted Thursday near the Olive Garden in Stillwater. Officers questioned the And learned that the cow had heard about the never-ending soup and salad option at Olive Garden and decided to see for itself. Police joked on their Facebook post. <laughs> That's cute. Well, I mean, it's the headline. Loose cow visits Olive Garden restaurant in Oklahoma. Mm. Oh, big boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the cow was safely corralled and relocated from the area. The animal's <laughs> origins are unclear. Huh. So somebody is out there searching for their pet cow, and now it's in the pound. It's been impounded somewhere, okay? 
It's it was impounded we, and that's gonna be grounded. We <laughs> we drove by a restaurant today that has steak fingers on the menu, <laughs> and I thought those must be really crunchy considering that steaks have hooves, not fingers. I know. Yeah. Call me weird. Well, maybe maybe it's not actually beef steaks. They didn't say what kind of steak it was. It could be bear steak or. <laughs> Dolphin steak. Or... We have someone in chat that just thanked you because they've been looking for their Bluetooth speaker for days and just went and checked the shower and lo and behold, <laughs> there it was. There it was. So thank you, Counterculture Wise. We we help you find. We do our best to enhance your life and, every and week. Bluetooth speakers. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're better than the psychic hotline. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. What was her? Uh, it was. What was her accent? Who's what? I accent? think it was Jamaican man, the the lady with the with the uh, psychic hotline. Yes. Wasn't she Jamaican man? Yes, she was. You know was. how you do a One Jamaican accent? I think I've shared this before. Yes, you go yeah. ahead. Okay. Well, you just take an Italian accent and you add the word man at the end. You say that's a spicy meat to baller, man. Now it's that's Jamaican. True. Now it's Jamaican. <laughs> Yeah, Miss Cleo, Cleo, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her. I, I also remember her. that Dion Warwick used to do advertisements for a psychic hotline. Really, Dionne like, Warwick? Yeah, but she didn't use it. She I'll simply got, she, she got, I'll tell you anything from the other side, for sure. That's what psychics are for. <laughs> well, she just beat my opening rap. That sucks. <laughs> Absolutely sucks. I can't imagine her doing that. I just love her to pieces. I no, just can't imagine but, but, yeah, her doing she's, that, though. She's still headlining in Vegas. I'll be darned. I mean, seriously. Go, girl. Meanwhile, everybody else is dropping dead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the dead people, then we'll go yeah. into the wonderful... All the dead people. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, uh, Diamond of Diamond and Silk just suddenly dropped dead. Of course, the twat waffles and vicious vipers on Twitter were celebrating her demise because she... Uh, was a pureblood, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, she had the, the jabbity, she didn't get the jabbity jab, and she died of the heinous beast, the the things that we're not allowed to say on most networks, and, you know, yay, and ha-ha, and this and that, because that's just how awful the tolerant left has become. Fact is, she wasn't sick, she wasn't hospitalized, she didn't have it, none of that is true, but they can't let that go. Anyway, Diamond and Silk um, were sisters, well, I mean, I guess technically they are still sisters. And funny and sweet. They did their research. They were beloved by pretty much anybody. Their YouTube the, their to. YouTube following was huge. Yeah. Was huge. Yeah. And um, it, it's a, a great loss. It came as a total surprise. We still haven't really been told what happened there. But her sister has been vehemently defending her. And... It's a big loss. I mean, a huge loss. If, if you if you are into conservative commentary videos, um, they were they were really yeah. way up there. They <clears> they <throat> had a, a fun segment that they would do the bucket of stupid, and it was very <laughs> similar to holy crap our segment. Only <laughs> yeah. it was those two, and the way they riffed off each other was just it was hilarious. really really great. Just now they hilarious. started off as as hardcore Democrats. Yeah, they were hardcore Democrats and gasp black. And stuck a toenail off of the plantation and thus have been, you know, absolutely trashed by the yeah. tolerant left ever since. So yeah. um, they were basically the female version of the Hodge twins, if you're familiar with those guys. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. I mean, just 
funny. And, yeah, and, and, and she, some, our, and our prayers go out to the entire their family. family. Yeah. yeah, and then one of my uh, crushes when I was a little girl was Evil Knievel. I know I, I was a weird child. And his you son, Robbie, uh, who I did not realize was so old. <laughs> I thought I always, for some reason, I thought he was younger than me. But uh, we lost Robbie Knievel, um, who followed very closely in his daddy's footsteps. Yep, I know he did several, several of his daredevil tricks in, in our, our old stomping grounds in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we, we lost another, another well daredevil. Well known by several of my friends. You know, they, 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 you know, needless to say, if you're in the entertainment field yeah. in Las Vegas, you're yeah. going to know a lot of... People, who I understand. Yeah. He was just a, a big sweetheart. And mm-hmm. I like too. I said, followed in his dad's footsteps. A little mm-hmm. kooky, a little crazy, but what a spectacle. Mm-hmm. And in the music industry, we lost um, the king's daughter herself, Lisa Marie Presley, just dropped dead of a heart attack and no more news being given there. And then, of course, the right side had to do all the stupid stuff about the jab and this and that for her. And it's like, come on, guys, can we... Both Can we sides just, are just take a, a moment to mourn? Seriously, I mean, both seriously. sides are just being stupid. There are a lot about of Diamond this. fans, or a lot of Lisa Marie fans. Yeah. Just, can we just? Can yes, we, just, we have our opinions about right. it. Yes, we can express it. This is but America. The, but now is not the but time. Have the now decency the to, to give a yeah. give us at least a few days on each yeah. side to just you know pay tribute to the people who've gone before us. You okay, know, right? And I'm not saying we have to blow smoke up everybody's no, and no, talk, no, you know, not say nice things about everybody, even if they were awful. But at the same time, if they weren't awful, just because your politics don't align, you know, and, you know, find out more about the situation before you, you go off half cocked and say, Oh, they definitely died of this and, and whatever. Yeah. It's like, that haven't been said. We will address it later. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. And um, I'll let Jim go Yeah, on this let's one. talk about Mr. Jeff, Jeff Beck. Beck. Okay. He was a wizard with guitar. I mean, he was up there with, with Hendrix. In fact, um, he was there before Hendrix, really. The, um, the man replaced Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds to start with. Eric Clapton left because he didn't like the pop direction the band was going. He wanted to stick to... Traditional blues, which is ironic that four or five years later he was in Cream and they were doing all that psychedelic stuff they did. Um, but right after For Your Love became a hit, he left. Jeff Beck came in and replaced him. And for that next year and change, he revolutionized guitar. I mean, you could, everything from Heart Full of Soul to um, I'm a man. The guitar work at the end of "I'm a Man," which the, what they call a rave up, they'd speed up the song and all that. Um, Jimmy Page joined later on and was the bassist, while Jeff Beck was guitarist, and then Jimmy Page took over. But <clears throat> what I really wanted to talk about was the group he he led after he left the Yardbirds or was fired from the Yardbirds. Actually, um, formed the Jeff Beck group with a bassist named Ronnie Wood and a vocalist named Rod Stewart and they that that the first album they did which is called Truth is one of the greatest blues rock albums ever if you're familiar with Rod Stewart doing the Maggie May or Young Turks or whatever the, yeah you're in for a surprise listen <laughs> just listen to Truth and Beckola I think people really <clears throat> 
underrated him as a singer. Yeah. I mean, he really yeah. had a range. Yeah, he has a great range, and he's done all kinds of genres of music, and he's so unique. Um, then he started doing his own... He started veering off into jazz rock fusion, which is just about my least favorite genre by, you know, generally speaking. <coughs> In case you don't know what rock or jazz rock fusion is, you take jazz, you mix it with rock, you remove everything about both of those genres that's even the least bit interesting. Now, what typically comes out is drivel. Um, not this time. He did two classic albums, Blow by Blow and Wired, and I started listening to Blow by Blow the other day, and yeah, it just, it was amazing. The guy had such a mastery of that instrument, it's, it wasn't even funny. So he had done jazz, blues, rock, you know, you name it, he had done it. And he was he up there though, wasn't he? He was He was sixty nine, seventy, okay, something so like that. We're not talking eighties. No, 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 nothing like that. Um, I guess we lost Robbie Bachman last week too. Yeah, Robbie Bachman was the drummer for Bachman Turner Overdrive. Um, at least the for the initial run during during their, their hit streak. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the the reunion tour in uh, the 80s, he had been replaced. But he was really a great drummer. I mean, I was listening to some of their music earlier today, and wow. You, you know, you don't think about it. Sometimes you hear such a great song, you think about the vocalist or the guitarist, but the drummer, and I'm, I'm not saying this to butter up my drummer wife, um, <laughs> it's really important. And I just l- kind of tried to isolate his drumming, and it was like, the guy nailed it. He was he was outstanding. So my uh, my um, sympathies go out to Randy Bachman and the rest of his family and fans of the band. You know, if um, Stephen Foster joined BTO, it'd be called BTFO. I didn't have my finger on. You finger really on, should have. On, I really should have. Didn't yeah? Uh, where'd it go? Uh. <laughs> it's too late now. Don't bother. <laughs> Yeah, that's much more <laughs> apropos. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> I think that's all the dead people we're going to discuss oh, this week. Oh, was 78. Okay, so he, he wasn't young. Yeah, he wasn't a young puppy. No. All right, let's head back into more wonderful than weird, and this is a musical story. So this actually was a good segue into the next story. A singing bus driver has become an unlikely YouTube sensation after a feel-good music video he made about his job racked up tens of thousands of views. Ranjit Singh wanted to show his family in India what he did for a living, so he made the film with the help of his colleagues at National Express. His song celebrates multicultural Britain and what it's like to serve in a multi-faith community while driving buses across the industrial heartlands of the black country. Capitalized, that's actually the name of it, not what it sounds like despite what some might consider a mundane subject matter the heartwarming video about the pride Ranjit takes in his work has attracted him thousands of adoring fans he's got a wonderful smile since the four minute long footage was uploaded to youtube a video which has originally was just meant for family has been viewed more than sixty-six thousand times we need a video to do that folks start uploading our, our videos the uplifting track was recorded against the backdrop of one of the company's garages and at west bromwich bus station I have a great passion for driving and singing, so I wanted to combine the two together. So the 59-year-old from West Bromwick 
in the West Midlands of England. I thought there was no better way than a video to show my family back home what I do for a living. That is so cute. He got everybody dancing and really fun. So a lot of team spirit. They even got matching ties. It's really cute. <laughs> all right. Well, I have to check out the video. We, of course, will have all of the links archived, of course, at counterculturewise.com. So go there to visit. Tell us how much you enjoyed the show. Send us dough. Hey, there is somebody on BitChute. It doesn't tell us too much, but they sent us a tip. So if you're listening, hey, thanks a lot. That was really sweet of you, and we appreciate that. And uh, send more. (laughs) Utstunding. Well, this is a science story. Melanie loves science stories, so I dedicate this one to her. And this this also goes out to all of us who have suffered from viruses over the last few years. To all the folks that coughed oh, before. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Compounds. Divers at your door. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Compounds that could stop coronavirus and flu viruses from infecting human cells have been discovered in <coughs> sea sponges. So basically the president. <sighs> well, they are brainless. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just sorry. Uh, yank just out the rope from under me. It's not even funny because it's true. Well, right. yeah. Okay. All right. And by so the what way, do we do? should just, we just be going I'm, out to the I'm, ocean and, and chomping down sea sponges? I don't I've never know. Seen We're going to sushi menu. We don't know if the princess ran off with the prince yet. <laughs> now, what, I want to clear up one thing. When we talk about the coronavirus, everybody thinks it's just COVID nineteen, but coronavirus is just a common term yeah, it's for a common viruses. Term for, okay. For a flu-like so virus. that having been said, very common. That was um, actually an issue at the beginning because they kept saying you can't just keep calling it a coronavirus because it's confusing yeah, because, medical staff. Yeah, flu is a coronavirus, basically. I actually, I think it's the common cold, but oh, let me well, double check anyway, on that. One of them is compounds that could stop coronavirus and flu viruses from infecting human cells have been discovered in sea sponges. Researchers unearthed 26 such compounds found in nature, including in plants and fungi. The international research team say their discovery paves the way for new natural medicines and antivirals that can help treat contagious viruses. They claim the compounds will help tackle existing and future variants, as well as the flu, because they target human cells, which evolve more slowly than viruses. They are effective in very small doses in the lab where the compounds completely stopped viral infection in human cells. This is amazing. Okay, according to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, otherwise known as NIH, which means that we will get banned from YouTube because every time we read from the CDC or NIH, they ban us for medical information. Wait until later in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coronaviruses, and I'm reading this directly, are a large family of viruses that usually cause mild to moderate upper respiratory tract illnesses in humans. There have been more serious ones that have come out. SARS, of course, that we're familiar with in 2002. MERS, which was in 2012. And SARS-CoV, which is the one that we talk about now, which was um, COVID-19. Okay. All right. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) And now you know. (laughs) The advantage of these compounds is that they are targeting the cells rather than the virus, blocking the virus from replicating and helping the cell to recover. Explained Dr. Jimena Perez Vargas from the University of British Columbia in Canada, who co-authored the study. So this is amazing. So is this a... Like a, a, 
like a prophylactic? Is it something you take to, to prevent it, or is it something you take once you get it? I mean, um, or are, are they even doing anything with it just yet? I think it's just in the very early stages. Um, let's just say doses. Let's see. They bathed human lung cells in solutions made from these compounds and then injected, infected the cells with COVID variants. So, okay. So um, I'm reading toward the end here. It says bafilomycin D was found to work synergistically with an existing antiviral nasal spray against the Omicron var- variant, uh, which paves the way for multidrug treatments that work against it. Wow. Cool. Nice. All right. Nice, well, nice, I hopefully nice. they'll continue to study and we'll get this thing kicked once and for all. Well. Yeah, yeah, I know, it, I know. That would give I them know. that they'd have to give up way too much power. Yeah, I know. No. I know. No. Uh. All right. Last news of the weird and wonderful. Ah. Navy veteran Warren Marion of Cumberland, Maryland received a check for $108,682 thanks to the generosity of online donors. Apparently, the gentleman had worked at, uh, he was retiring from Walmart, 82 years old, and it was TikTokers that raised the money for him. So, I guess TikTok did something good. Rory McCarthy was shopping at Walmart when he met Marion. He learned that Marion was working 40-hour weeks at 82 years old. Inspired by a video where a woman started a GoFundMe to help an elderly Walmart employee retire early, McCarty decided to try and help Marion in the same way. He wrote on GoFundMe, recently seeing a GoFundMe for 82-year-old lady working in Walmart on TikTok and seeing they raised money for her to retire for good. I wanted to help this Navy veteran to live the remainder of his years traveling to see his kids in Florida. Get him off his feet for eight hours at a time and do the things he would love to do that he may not be able to do for financial reasons. I just wanted to put something in motion and the Lord did the rest. McCartney's I keep saying McCartney. McCarty's fundraiser received $118,575 from over 5,000 online donors. He hand-delivered Marion a cashier's check for the full amount donated after the GoFundMe fee, of course, was subtracted. Marion said the funds will pay off his house and allow him to travel to Florida to see his kids. All I can tell you is the good Lord has blessed me for what I did in my younger years, he told the Cumberland Times. That is a great story. That's a good story. That's a great, well, great story. we have. Uh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> well, let's just, let's just play this and see if it fits, because I haven't listened to it for a long time, so we'll see. My fellow Armenians, this is your president-elect, Jill's husband. I'm so proud and honored to be your not-quite-senator, uh, Congress, what? Oh yeah, President! But I will be soon. Isn't that great? Well, it is for me anyway. I mean, I've been trying for half a century. It's my turn. Just like Hillary. Now, why am I up here? Oh yeah, to announce my agenda for my first thousand days in office. Camel Toe, uh, Carmelita, uh, Kamahalal has told me what we're going to do. This is our, uh, I mean... My pledge to you, I will put us right back into the Paris Accordion, whether you like French polka music or not. I will apologize to China and Ukraine for ever doubting them. I will bomb North Korea. I will remind Jerusalem that Palestine is right and they are wrong. I will implant, uh, implement the new green, green new, uh, you know the thing, cow farts and stuff. Cows have hairy legs. Uh, 
But in order to do these things, I need to make sure I'm fully and legally able to do so. So before I do the stuff I have already forgotten about promising you, I'll need to pardon myself. Excuse me. Ciao. Stay on message. I love you. You love me. You're my best friend's grandbabies. Oh, 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 yeah. The thing. Here goes. Hi, Joseph Biden, Jill's husband, being unsound in mind and body, do hereby and forever relinquish my rights. No, wait, that isn't right. Oh, yeah. Do hereby pardon myself, my wife, my children, my Barack, my Ukraine, my China, and m, m- my Sharona. And your Clintons. And your clitoris for any wrongdoing we may have committed in the past, and especially any we or our successor, Kama Sutra Harris, may commit in the not-too-distant future. In God's name we pray, play ball. That ought to do it. I can't wait for August 24th. What's that? Oh, yeah, January 20th, that's what I meant. I promise you this will be the best abomination day ever. So before I take my hourly nap, I want to thank you one more time for making me your city councilman-elect. May God bless you all, and God bless the United States of Romania. That's a lid. And now, Counterculture Wise is proud to present... Call it! Well, besides the Paris Accordion and all the other things he promised that he has actually done, the only thing he hasn't done yet is bomb North Korea. <laughs> but since North Korea is bombing everybody else, I think it's, it's on its way. So Man, that was we... November 2020 that we wrote that. Yeah. Did we call it or did we call it? We called it. it. We called it. <laughs> yeah, we're at war with... We have a proxy war going on. and Yeah, we got a proxy war going on. He, he's basically pre-pardoning himself for, you know, sticking the, documents every which way but loose. And yeah. wowzers. We, yeah, plus he mentioned his son, so, yeah. you know, there's that. <laughs> so called it. No, you, it, it's it's such a mess. I mean, I don't even want to dwell on it because if you're, if you're watching it all, you know something's horribly awry and people are... On both sides going, but what about, what about, you what know, about, Biden, what about, what about? Biden saying, what about Trump? Trump saying, what about Joe? You know, by, I'm sick of the, I, I will about. say, send them all I, to jail. I, just I, send will, them all. I'm, I'm sick I, I of will, it. I will say that Biden just played himself right into Trump's hands though with this. Yeah. Well, the he, thing can't, is, he doesn't have any defense anymore. No, he doesn't, but it doesn't matter because they're not going to prosecute him because he's got a deed next to his name. You know, it, well, it just also, doesn't matter. Also, he's a rich elite, so that, yeah. that's. But I mean, all the documents that they found, he was never authorized to have it to begin no, because with. Because he's vice president, he yeah, didn't have executive privilege. Yeah. That is that is completely different. Is um, exclu- exclusively for the president. Yeah. So, <sighs> Sorry. you know. But anyway. Well, we only have nine minutes before we have completely tanked our first hour. Um, we have a new sponsor that we wanted to share, which we can do before after the break. And then, of course, we have our holy crap segment. So, Tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and introduce this. This is uh, our brand new sponsor. And I've got to tell you, of all the sponsors we've had... This is a big we, one. We've, we've had some big ones, but yeah, this one really... is by far... The biggest sponsor we've ever had, and I just want to thank, I want to thank Nick for being so 
so good at br- at at bringing this sponsor into our show because he's he's the one responsible for well, bringing this. Let, let this, me say, uh, as as far as uh, bringing in guests and things, Nick has been even better than the Papillon. Yeah, the Papillon was pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little cuter, but only a little bit. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, my fellow Americans, this is Donald Trump, the best president ever. Better than Washington, Lincoln, Coolidge, Hoover, or Harding. <laughs> That's a funny one. Harding got that skater smacked in the knees. I will be making a big, big announcement soon about a dirty joke using the name Harding. But I'm even better than Garfield. Although he's the most like me, he's fat, orange, and he likes junk food. I love junk food. He does too. Great cat. Great cat. Today's announcement is my biggest announcement ever. I have put my name on hotels, resorts, and golf courses all over the world. And they are great. And the best ones anywhere. They've been a huge success. But none of that compared to the success of my NFT cards. Due to their success, I am now offering, for the first time, a genuine, original replica of a deck of cards from my old Taj Mahal casino. Which... Should still be under my name, but what can you do? I only have three decks in stock due to the printing press in the basement breaking down, so you'll want to jump on the chance to own this rare piece of casino history. This unique deck can be yours for only $499.95. Now with the purchase of one deck, the best deck in America, believe me, You will be entered into a drawing to win dinner and a round of golf with me at my international golf links in Scotland. If you buy two, I'll spring for dinner. Why not? If you buy all three, I'll even pay your airfare. Where can you find another deal like that? Nowhere. Nowhere. You can't. You can't. For my working class fans, I'm also offering, for the first time, my own line of light bulbs. The brightest ones ever. Certainly brighter than that dim bulb Joe Biden, right? Right? Remember, DJT is better than GE. Let's face it, General Electric wasn't even a real general. It was fake news. It's sad. Very sad. Fake news. And now an announcement even bigger than my biggest announcement. In the spring, I will be introducing my own line of breakfast cereals. Trump cereals are going to be the most delicious and healthiest breakfast cereals ever. Kellogg's will no longer be great. Post will be in the past. And the big G is going to stand for gone. You'll be able to start your best day ever with a nice crunchy bowl 
of the greatest granola, Special D, and my personal favorite, Honey Sweetened Melanios. That's going to be great. You won't want to eat anything else at all, ever. These purchases will help me continue to flog the dead horse of the 2020 election, which we all know was stolen. So do your part and buy these great products and at least keep me relevant. Go to imasucker.com slash Trump today. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Leaders, listen up. Do you feel like you can't get a dang thing done because of all the namsy-pamsy crybabies that want you to coddle their creativity? When you give orders, are you met with vacant stares only rivaled by a cocker spaniel? It's not them. It's you. You need to shape up or they'll ship you out. Read the Sniper's Guide to Leadership and you'll become a more effective leader, communicator, and motivator. Forget smart goals and learn swift goals. Get the Sniper's Guide to Leadership in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. Today! When a disaster happens, are you ready? Do you have the supplies you need to keep you and your family safe and survive? The Zombie Outpost Store in Wilmington, Ohio. At Caesar Creek Flea Market, stocks quality gear you need to be ready for the next emergency or even a camping trip. Visit zombieoutpoststore.com for location and hours. Check out our assortment of essentials you need when the next disaster happens. Go to zombieoutpoststore.com. Get 10% at checkout when you mention CounterCultureWise Radio. Be ready and be prepared. At Deanna School of Diction, we teach you the preferred Hollywood accent that will propel you to fame through movie roles, musical hits, and even politics. Just listen to the testimonies of a few of our successful students. Deanna, you just told me I'll be out over you with addiction, you know what I mean? And it's good because I can talk real good now, you know what I mean? Well, Deanna's my friend. She knew me sing a song to the very end. And every man is saying, Yes, Deanna's wonderful, I love her. I can really talk real good now. really me out how I talk, Deanna School of Diction, the language of fame. Yeah, I get it. Your parents were jerks and you're traumatized. But that doesn't mean you should use your lousy childhood as an excuse to be a lousy adult. Stop being such a whiner and get past your past already. Bye, get over it and get started. The book by Melanie Hope that will get you out of your self-imposed failure and on the road to greatness. Available in paperback, Kindle, and Nook.
This is like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. If you've paid any attention to me and the squad, you know that capitalism is bad, right? I mean, they're like all greedy and only care about themselves and stuff. So like, I'm not like that, okay? Only Republicans and Nazis want to sell you stuff. Socialists are like way better because we only want to take your money and redistribute it to the people who need it more. Like me. I mean, like, I have to have a condo in both Washington and New York. They're like really expensive and stuff. And without taking your money, I would like totally have to get one without a garbage disposal. And that would be like totally not okay. Garbage disposals are loud and scary just like Republicans, but they are a basic human right. And I am entitled to a garbage disposal, especially since I don't know how to use one, you know? So, like, to make sure that no one engages in capitalism, I'm, like, raising money and stuff. So that's why I have this totally cool offer. For, like, only $65, you can purchase my branded hoodie that says stuff like the Green New Deal or my name or Save My Future or something that, like, really punches capitalism, just like the Nazi it is. You know, like Wonder Woman. So, yeah, like 100% of the proceeds totally go to fund me. It's like a campaign contribution or something, so it's like totally not like buying something like overpriced, like the $20 sweatshirts you can totally like get anywhere else. Besides, I don't accept returns or exchanges because that would be way too capitalist, which would make it way too fascist. So, like, go to my website, thealexstore.com, I think it is, and help me keep my condos and my garbage disposals and my soy lattes and my white pumps and, like, save me from narrowly getting killed and stuff because Republicans are dangerous. And I'll just totally keep punching them like Wonder Woman. Oh, my God, she has great boots. I need those, too. Hi everybody, this is Fritzina Fluffybottom. Did you know that we have a subscribe star? We do! There are lots of fabulous extra things on there that you can't get anywhere else, like outtakes, new books, and extra videos. And you can sign up for as little as $1. Our entire show is funded by you, our loyal viewers. Please make sure you sign up today so that Mommy and Daddy can get me shiny new bells for my collar, extra feathery toys, yummy crumbly cat food bowls made just for kitty cats, more cow pillows for my couch, name brand albacore tuna, my own This is not Bubble Waters. It is no longer 2020. But this is your new abnormal. More than 2,300, 2,3 million out of a trillion 600 billion worth. A trillion 400 billion. I'm sorry I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. 
out of a billion four hundred million, excuse me, a trillion four hundred billion dollars. Seven hundred and forty million billion dollars over ten years. By harassing the full potential of uh, those who are harassing, we're going to have to try to change things. More than 200, and now I think it's up to 30,000 people have died. America's dead. Stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, uh, what, what's this thing called? You know, teleprompter. We have mechanisms to pay for both these mechanisms. And uh, there may be some last-minute discussion as to who, what mechanism is used. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? You bet his son never took the test. <laughs> this is true. So I'm going to let you read this because I have I feel the ginger snaps coming on. Uh, unless you really, unless you're going to get emotional. Let's just say again. that we are uh, we tested a liqueur. It's a, actually a mm. flavored Canadian whiskey liqueur mix, and in honor of Lisa Marie and her father, we're having us some peanut butter and nanner <laughs> whiskey, which we're going to be sipping slowly. But we'll definitely need for this next segment. <laughs> so a lot of you may have been following the story of a father here in Texas who... Now, it's really interesting. A lot of people don't realize this, but he and his wife were unable to conceive. So they used his sperm and a donor egg in order to have their sons, their twins. So they aren't even her children. But somehow she got possession of the children in the divorce and decided that she wanted one of them to be a girl and started grooming this poor little boy uh, to become a girl. He didn't want to be. Dad says every time he came to visit, he, he'd want to wear boy clothes and, and be called by his real name. But Mom has decided that that's what she wanted to do. Well, and and I will and I will interject to say that the father has made allowances. He, I mean, he had girls' clothes in the in James's that's the that's the boy in his name James's closet. And he had a choice. He and had he a choice. Didn't want and he to be chose, a girl. He chose to be a, a but boy. But Mommy tells him that he is. And so this little child has been groomed since. What five six years old? Yeah. Um, and I'm deeply disturbed by the state of Texas and what they're allowing right now. California has become a so-called sanctuary uh, state for those who want to, well, basically chemically castrate their children and all of that. So if you are in a state that has come to its senses and won't allow you to harm your children this way, you can just pick them up and move to California, which is what she did. So he took this all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. And apparently they're just like, meh, sucks to be you. I mean, what was the, I mean, we have the articles, but what yeah. was the, what was their 
rationale. Uh, well, let me read it and see if they tell us. So a Texas father has accused the Texas Supreme Court of being party to an empire of child abuse. His name is uh, Jeffrey Younger. The, the little boy's the little boy's name is James. I guess this kind of hits you hits you close to the old ticker there, huh, Jimmy? Everything um, hits close to the ticker. That's why I'm <laughs> well, not going to keep eating like I did today. After the justices rejected his request to prevent his ex-wife from subjecting their son to chemical castration through the use of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. Now, before we get the trans kooks in our, our, our chat, um, the blockers, the puberty blockers that they use, are the exact same drugs that they use to castrate rapists in prison. See, even Aaliyah doesn't like that. Yeah. Well, we got more to talk about Aaliyah yeah. later on the show, too. <laughs> she, she just growled in her sleep. Um, so don't come at me, because they are literally the same drugs. You are castrating your children. Jeff Younger, who has gained national attention for his opposition to his ex-wife's efforts to identify their son James as a girl named Luna... Yeah, it looks like the mom's the real Luna, she's which is which is tick. ironic, seeing as how she's a psychotherapist. But you well, know, but that's the thing. No, it's not ironic because every psychologist, psychotherapist, psych anything has become that because they're trying to fix themselves because they're all crazier than a fruitcake. I guess nuttier than a fruitcake. We cake we, looks better we than had crazier. some fruitcake today. It wasn't. They're that crazier than a straw. There, there you go. Crazier than a donkey straw. Or something. I don't know. Honestly, let's just keep going. (laughs) Anyway, she encourages him to undergo experimental medicalized gender transition. Um, The Supreme Court of Texas denied my mandamus effectively terminating my parental rights. Now, keep in mind, he's the only actual biological parent. She's not even biologically their parent. He further warned that my children are now subject to being chemically castrated in California, concluding that Texas is an empire of child abuse led by Texas judges. I am so disturbed that our beautiful state has completely dropped the ball on this one. (coughs) Younger's ex-wife is Dr. Anne Gurgilis, a pediatrician and non-biological mother of James and his twin brother, Oh, I'm sorry, she's a pediatrician. I'm sorry. Even worse. In their denial of Younger's petition for mandamus, the justices wrote, This pro se mandamus petition arises from a child custody dispute involving twin boys, one of whom has exhibited confusion about his gender. Mother, who has custody of the boys, recently moved to California after a Dallas County District Court in September 2022 authorized mother to reside with the children anywhere in the continental United States. She's not the mother. She's not the mother. I can't even believe this is a thing. Noting that the effort to secure a court order seeking the return of his ex-wife and their children to Texas stems from a concern that their move to California will bring about the medical transitioning of his son. The Texas Supreme Court contended that such an order is not necessary because Younger is already in possession of a court order prohibiting mother from doing precisely what he fears she will do with his son. It also addresses Younger's reservations about the now-enacted Senate Bill 107. Signed into law by Democratic, of course, Governor Gavin Screwson last year, Senate Bill 107 went into effect on Sunday and makes, that's last Sunday, uh, California a sanctuary state for those who want to prescribe puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, 
or perform body mutilating sex change surgeries on minors. These people are sick. They're sick. California refers to these experimental drugs and surgeries as gender-affirming care for children showing signs of gender confusion. They sure know how to make it sound positive, don't they? Yeah. Gender-affirming. Oh, for God's sake. I was a tomboy. I never wanted to be a boy. I thought I was a mermaid for a while. We pranced around like unicorns. Nobody ever, you know, tried to screw a horn onto my forehead. I mean, this is ridiculous, people. Come on. The law grants state courts temporary emergency jurisdiction if the child is subjected to or threatened with mistreatment or abuse because the child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. But what about if the child is <laughs> threatened or with mistreatment and abuse because you're chopping off their genitals and castrating them before they're old enough to consent? It's like, I am going to shoot this puppy in the head to prove how bad animal cruelty is. Well, I mean, these people I mean, are sick. We've reached a, a, a almost a point of no return with our society. If we're going to let the kids run the world, if we're going to let the lunatics run the asylum, it's one thing. I mean, I'll I'll be upfront. If you are eighteen or over, and that means you are legally able to do whatever you want with your body, as long as it doesn't affect anybody else. Go ahead and do it if you want. No. I'm not talking about them. No. I'm talking. No. I'm sorry. Even if you're 18 well, years old, okay, we'll if you are a freaking lunatic, if you are so batshit crazy that you think chopping off your arm or stabbing yourself in the eyeball or harming yourself is going to make you feel better about yourself, you should not be celebrated. We should not be sitting there and saying, hey, whatever you want to do, you're an adult. You need help. You need to be incarcerated you need to be treated you need to be on medication well we do not to celebrate crazy i don't not celebrating it i'm simply saying but we certainly don't impose it on children no that's that was my point and we what's don't... next are we going to be saying oh you'd have a better time uh, uh, the rest of your life if you were an amputee so i'm going to whack off one of your legs that that's coming that is coming you know you keep talking about oh conservative slippery slope blah 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 could you even imagine this five years ago? No. I mean, this is insane. These people are crazy. This mother is a child abuser and needs to be in jail. That little boy needs to be a child first. He needs to be a child first. That's what. That's the point I was going to make until and you charged people, here. And these people, their entire the, lives revolve around what's between their legs. Don't they have anything better? They really don't have anything else in their lives but sex? And children's sex? This is a fetish. It's disgusting. It's perverted. These people are sick. They need to be stopped. You can call me an istophobe till the cows come home. They just walked by the window, so knock yourself out. This is sick. It needs to stop. There is no amount of tolerance, no amount of tolerance that should be afforded to people who want to harm children. Period. You want to take it one step further? No, I really don't. No, no, I don't. What, no, I don't. But what I mean is the it's next gone article. It's too far. That what I'm talking about is the next article. This is this is this just proves how bats everybody's gone. 
Yeah. They, they, they a can't, new they can't study. even live up to their own expectations. Yep. A new study out of the Netherlands claimed internalized transphobia, whatever that is, I'm sorry, whatever that is, <laughs> Max. caused transgender patients mental health issues and argued that their dissatisfaction with medical procedures was the result of outside pressure to conform to Conform to gender stereotypes. Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. We're just going around and around. I know. Okay, so let me get this straight. Yeah. If I don't buy into your psychoses and and celebrate the fact that you think you're Napoleon and you need to get a bunch of surgeries and whack off parts of your body or whatever, then I'm an istophobe. But if I let you do that and you still want to off yourself and now you hate yourself, now you're an istophobe also. So yay us. Now we're all in this stupid, leaky, sinking boat together. <laughs> the December... The, 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 facts are, the facts are, they're out there screaming and yelling and having a big old fit because they say that if we don't chop up and castrate little children that they're going to harm themselves. First of all, screw you. You will not hold me hostage. That is something an abuser does. If you don't do what I say, I'm going to off myself. My ex-husband used to do that. That is what an abuser does to get their way. Okay? So first of all, you're already off the charts insane. And (laughs) narcissistic. If you think that the whole freaking universe revolves around you and your twat or your dong, okay? It doesn't. Newsflash. The world does not revolve around what you do in bed. And it certainly doesn't do that for a child. Then to sit there and say, well, if you don't do what I want and you don't accept me the way I am and you don't let me castrate this and remove that and, you know, get shots at here and do this and that, I'm going to kill myself. You know what? Make sure you slice up the arm and not across the wrist because you can live if you do it across the wrist. Oh, and if you're going to take them, take the whole bottle. And if you're going to shoot yourself, make sure it's from the chin below into the, the, into the brain because a lot of people survive the gunshots if you do it at the ear like you see on the videos. Okay, pro tip there. Here's the thing. The suicide rate goes up, up. It increases when you mutilate yourself because now you are a sad, sorry sack who couldn't figure yourself out, who hated yourself to begin with, only now you're also mutilated on top of that. There are no studies, there is no evidence that this so-called gender-affirming nonsense is helping anyone. The suicide rate goes up. And this whole thing with children started with a pedophile that took twins and ruined them to the point that they both committed suicide. This entire field is based on that sick, twisted, I want to say a swear words like a really bad one. We need to stop this. We need to stand up. And I don't care what names you want to call me. I am not afraid of you. I am not afraid of you. I am not a phobe. I don't I I don't particularly like sharks, but I'm not a sharkophobe. Because I know how dangerous they are. This is dangerous. We are 
harming children. We are creating an entire generation of children that have been coddled, mistreated, groomed, sequestered. You know, what what are we doing? We have ruined an entire generation of children. We've locked them up. We've made all the boys effeminate and hate themselves. We've made them racist against white people. Now we're trying to cross-pollinate all the genders and everything. Stop sexualizing children. Let them be children, you sick, twisted, disgusting perverts. Stop it. Why can't we stand up to these people? Why are the courts even getting involved? They should look at this person who wants to give puberty blockers to her, not even her own children, and say, lady, you're bats. You're crazy. You're a child-abusing, narcissistic, twisted, Munchausen-by-proxy psychopath, and you need to be taken off the streets. What do you bet she likes Eminem? (laughs) <laughs> nice. Oh. All right, I'll let you finish reading this. I, you're right. No, there's, you're... There's a teeny bit of a ginger step. So basically... A teeny bit? Basically... <laughs> That's a teeny bit? Basically, what we're saying is if we let these people mutilate themselves, they're still going to hate themselves. That's pretty much what this is saying. Yeah, so in a nutshell. how about we stop harming people and we start helping them decreases people's just power putting, over other people just putting that out there i don't want to go into this too much i think we've said all there needs to be said about that so all right okay i've got to read this comment because I, I talk about respecting my pronouns it's like i will respect your pronouns as soon as you can tell me where the apostrophe goes in it's because you're not respecting my pronouns <laughs> I gotta read this. I said I'm not standing in front of anything. You want me to respect your pronouns? You gotta respect my prepositions, and I'm behind you. <laughs> so don't stand there behind me, between my shit, and tell me under my face that you are better or with me, and say you are whatever you want to be called. But I'm on my way to be before the tomatoes after I get them over my cart, and you're in my way. <laughs> this is exactly how they sound. <laughs> Yeah, and that's true, Nick. They hate everybody else. By the way, I wanted to give a special shout-out to our friend Nick Pierce. Nick who, Pierce, who, by the way, has a podcast on this very network. Absolutely. Friday nights, you'll want to catch um, Are You Ready and Barefoot United. He did the voice of Donald Trump. We've been I trying wrote to get this, him to do I it. wrote the sketch. Melanie embellished it very well. Actually, and then we I came up with the idea, Nick. and I said, Jim, make it so, and he did. It was and, He yeah. rocked it. And then Nick came in, added his own Trumpisms, which I thought was perfect. <laughs> um, great cat. Love so him. I really, <laughs> very great cat. Good cat. Good cat. Well, we, we actually, somebody said that we don't make fun of the other side enough. I'm like, oh, we do, but let's just make it a little bit more blatant this yeah. week. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Mac. I've heard Max is going to be possibly interviewing George Santos. That ought to be interesting. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. Stay tuned, possibly for that. All right. All right. So you know, we're not. We have our opinions, obviously, but (laughs) you know, when either side does something dumb, and I thought that that. Donald Trump was selling himself short with this EFT thing. I thought it was... But they sold out They sold out. You got to hand it to him. I could be wrong. 
I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about the little snap-a-poo there. Never uh, apologize to your snaps. Especially, you know, it's like, but I think, oh, resin, resin, resin. I think resin, resin, resin. Okay, resin. Well, speaking of <laughs> psychotic ridiculousness, yeah. uh, apparently DC Comics has decided that the Joker is now going to be pregnant and he's going to give birth to a mud monster who transforms into a child version of himself and then he adopts as his son that he gave birth to. Why would you adopt someone you gave birth I don't know. It's it's DC psychosis. DC Comics, ladies and gentlemen, DC Comics. So the, the we can't same, even get it out of the, the turn The turn Superman gay. So, you know, yeah. it's just one of those. I, I, I think I'm, he was bi. Nothing, nothing Warner... We already had Warner the ambiguously gay duo. We already had them. Me. I don't know why we have to yeah. keep. Why uh, can't know. they come up with new ideas? First, they make the Little Mermaid black. They, you know, I know they're going to come out with another version of Brave and make her black too. It's like we can't. Gingers always get the shaft. Have you noticed that? We're always well, getting. I'm pretty sure Fred gave uh, Daphne the the shaft, but that's another story. Well, they made what um, Selma gay. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that... I've heard Velma's a funny show. I you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I don't have that. Anyways, have that now we got a uh, DC Comics making the Joker gay. So. Like he wasn't crazy enough as it is. Yeah. Well, I'm not gay. He's Sorry. my favorite. They, they got He's my pregnant. favorite villain and I mean the the movie with Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Yeah. They're making a second one. God, I hope they don't years. screw it up. I hope they don't. It's the screw same creative it up. team, and the guy who directed the first one is a straight arrow. I don't think that it's going to turn woke. I really don't think it's going to do that. Chat says, "Do not say you're sorry for the snaps. They're the best snaps ever. <laughs> best snaps in the world." <laughs> okay, well, um, Jimmy. Yes, madam. If you had a choice between Lucky Charms and a nice juicy steak, which one would you choose? Oh, without a doubt, medium, maybe medium well, depending on the cut. Oh, see, you've already lost me. Well, okay, let, I'll just retract that and say medium. Every, every time I go to a respectable steakhouse and they ask me, how do you want your steak prepared? I say, break, him to, break it to them gently, and that's, walk them through a warm room, slap them on the ass, put them on my plate. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. People who want it um, medium, medium well, even well done, they just say that. You just when want to be a vegetarian. It, when people want it rare, <laughs> they don't say rare. They say rare. <laughs> I want to wipe its butt. <laughs> I want you to bring it to him gently. <laughs> <laughs> just something I've noticed over the last millennium or so. It's like, oh, I but yeah, know. okay. You know, can you make it medium With with, with crumbled blue cheese <laughs> over it and. Mm-hmm. You no, know, can't have nice that. It's not potato. good for you. What, what do you mean? It's, it's not, it's, good, it's not for good for you, according what? to the, the the new food pyramid. Not another one. The last one was a rhombus. They don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> it was a parallelogram. Get your shape straight. <laughs> so let's hear about Jen this. Jen says, "You know what the hardest part about being a vegan is? Keeping it to yourself." No I'm kidding. A, a, a bicyclist, a, a vegan, and a, and a CrossFit <laughs> walk into a bar. How, How do I, I know? They told, they told me. me right away. Uh, mm. All right. This is. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's from the Wall Street Journal, and it's just already it's already it's already a long already. article. But basically, the Tufts Food Compass, which they tout as the most comprehensive and science-based nutrient profiling system to date. 
According to this, Lucky Charms are healthier than whole milk, more than twice as healthy as beef, and better for you than a baked potato or cooked green peas. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. It's my turn. General Mills must have funded this. I was just going to say, The big G. Really? The, <laughs> I wonder I, I, who I, funded I, this, I'm, Daddy. I'm pretty sure that cereal companies backed this one up. Yeah, this this thing, is sounding the, a lot the, like the, the cigarettes the one, don't cause cancer you know, studies. So basically, General Mills, Kellogg's, let's expand it and go into other fields. ConAgra, Nabisco fund this kind of crap. And, the, you know, the sickening part of it is they're going to show this in schools just like they showed the food pyramids from when we were kids. And the Which teachers and the students are going to eat it Literally upside down. Yeah. Literally upside down. Yeah. Proteins are, you know, just, I don't want to go into it. Low carb is yes, healthier. Yes, you're reading that right. A major university really did spend three years and millions of dollars of NIH funding to tell us frosted mini wheats and honey nut Cheerios are health foods. Well, I do love me some frosted mini wheats. My God, I haven't had those in years. I think I'm going to buy a box and sneak it in. Hmm. But how do I do I that? Love since this I love this tweet, though. He, he put out a, the rise in U.S. overweight obesity coincides with the beginning of the dietary guidelines. And you can literally watch... It just hockey stick up. Yeah. When they released the dietary guidelines in 1980, I remember the, the food pyramid coming out. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, our school lunches sucked donkey water after that. Mine did before that, but Congress you know, that, declared that's pizza LA a vegetable. For you. Sounds sounds like you should serve in Congress there, uh, Jim. I might. <laughs> pizza is a vegetable. Wow. Okay, no, it is pretty the, the, long. The politicians just it's, say it's a vegetable. It reads, it reads like an article from The Onion. I'm not even making this up. Yeah. This is uh, This yeah. is the first time in Earth's history that life expectancy no. is no. decreasing. Decreasing. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, we have between the COVID insan- insanity and the, you know, the, the way that people have been locked away and... Their rights trampled, and you know the food—the food getting less and less healthy every year. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. All right, this next one is yours. Next I'll, one. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll is behave mine. myself. I'll be way over here, not saying a darn thing. All right. Well, let's find out if Jim snaps. <laughs> An office within the University of Southern California's School of Social Work. Where else? Uh, says it is removing the term field from its curriculum because it may have racist connotations related to slavery. The newly renamed Office of Practicum Education, formerly known as the Office of Field Education, within the university's Suzanne Dwarak Peck School of Social Work, is making the change in order to be more inclusive, according to a memo sent out to faculty and students this week and obtained by... NPR. Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. These people actually think field studies is, this is a cotton field, boy. I mean, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> they think that boys can be girls, girls can be boys. That It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world except for Lola. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nicely put. This, char- this change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that could be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of exclusive language, the memo Next reads. Next up, parking lots, because slaves were sold on lots. That's true. 
Language can be powerful, and phrases such as going into the field or field work may have connotation for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. Dudes. My dudes. And duchesses. What the heck? Well, let, me, let me put it this way. I'm, I'm going to impersonate one of my favorite cartoon characters. What the heck? Okay, so... That was Cecil the Sea Serpent. Um, I don't know how it did, guys. Let me know. Uh, anyway. I've literally never heard of that. You've never heard of Beanie and Cecil? No. Oh. My God. That's a real thing? I'm talking to my lawyer tomorrow. That, that's you, You've never heard of them? <laughs> okay, it, well. Like an old-timey well, black and white well, thing? Well, it was an old-timey black and white. I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll show you a few samples when we get done with the show. Un, as, as Tom Likas would say, unbelievable. That didn't sound like Tom Likas. That sounded like a Inspector Gadget. Oh, like Don Adams? <laughs> yeah, Don Adams, thank you. <laughs> what could I think of Inspector Gadget, but I couldn't think of Don Adams? <laughs> of course. Just one question, Chief. <laughs> What's a donut? Anyway, I don't know... Yeah, Mildred Joyner, the president of the National Association of Social Workers, of course, said she applauds the USC office for its change. And while she isn't aware of other universities doing the same, she disagrees that with those who say the office is going too far. Well, of course she does. You know, when you're in social work, you want to be just as far to the left as possible and, you know, so inclusive that you're exclusive. I don't even want to read this anymore. I'm done. I'm <laughs> you done. You know what? You're, you're sounding like our, our field reporter. <laughs> See, Fritzy is always going to be our field reporter. I don't care what anybody else says. You know, it's just how it is. And now, CCW News presents Holy Crap! This is Actually Happening! Extra Classified Edition, January 15th, 2023. I'm Chuck U. Farley. The big news came early this week when Biden's lawyers admitted the 10 classified documents from his time as vice president, including sensitive files related to Brexit and his extortion deals in Ukraine, were found illegally stored in his personal office at a think tank in Washington. Normally, this would put the child trafficker-in-chief in hot water if only Democrats were ever prosecuted for extortion, treason, or murder. Given that they're reporting on it at all, it most certainly is 30 times worse than what they're admitting to. Later in the week, a second set of top-secret documents were found stashed next to old Joe's classic Corvette in the garage of his home in Wilmington, Delaware, which the FBI proclaimed infinitely more secure than a doubly locked door inside a safe in Mar-a-Lago guarded 24-7 by Secret Service agents. They then found several more sets of classified documents safely stashed behind his toilet, in his freezer, and in the front pocket of his favorite jean jacket. The FBI has no intention of raiding Biden's home, stating that their raid on Trump's joint was such a lovely distraction from Biden's corruption, even though they didn't find anything worth bothering with, that they'll be doing that again instead. Plus, Sam Brinton still really wants Melania's red mini dress. It turns out that all the concessions McCarthy had to make to get enough real Republicans to vote present so he could be the first sober Speaker of the House in five years has its benefits. In an effort to appear sane and reasonable, he's ousting the crazies from their committees. Eric Swalwell, who hasn't yet been held accountable for allowing a Chinese spy to sink her fangfangs into him, and thus cannot get security clearance anywhere but in a corrupt Chinese-owned establishment, should never have been allowed on any committee, much less the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He's out. 
lying, cheating, brother-marrying, ungrateful Somali princess, and consummate anti-Semite Ilhan Omar was also removed from serving, ironically, on the Foreign Relations Committee. She's out. Finally, Adam Schiff, whose name has become a verb synonymous with lying, is also off the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, which means he will most likely end up a political commentator for CNN, where his talents will be best put to use. Legacy media is now reporting that climate change causes heart attacks, because of course they are. In wholly unrelated news, the world sadly said goodbye to the king of rock and roll's only daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, who tragically died suddenly of climate change, just like her father and his father before him, because genetics, lifestyle, and booster shots just can't compete with the weather. After receiving excessive pushback for their plan to outlaw gas stoves, which was broadcast far and wide and even addressed in planning committees and press briefings, the White House is pretending that they never said anything close to the thing they said. They even paid off Snopes to debunk it by debunking their own debunk within the first paragraph of said debunk. Only the current regime could manage to literally use gas appliances to gaslight the public. The FAA grounded all domestic flights in the U.S. after its notice-to-air missions, or NOTAM, system failed. The system failure also affected military aircraft, which were either getting duplicate or no-hazard warnings from the more than 30-year-old system that the military dubbed impaired and unreliable. Reports came back that NOTAM was taken down by, quote, personnel who failed to follow procedures, end quote, because all planes in the U.S. should be controlled by a single brain donor who forgot to log out of his Facebook account. A Las Vegas man is facing terror charges after plowing his van of peace into a local power station and setting it and surrounding solar panels on fire. The plant that supplied power to all MGM properties was completely destroyed and will take more than two years to get up and running again. The suspect, Mohammed Mesmarian, said that he did it to protect the future. There has been a near blackout of this story in all media due to the suspect's first name. A San Francisco art gallery owner who finally got fed up with a drugged-out homeless woman squatting on his front stoop was unfortunately caught on video spraying her with a garden hose in an effort to get her to move along. Of course, the video went viral and the man faced outrage from fellow Californians who admit that there is no solution to the massive amounts of violent drugged-out drifters who defecate all over the sidewalks, but you certainly don't spritz them with water for Christ's sake. I don't understand it, he said. I keep voting Democrat and things keep getting worse. I guess I'll have to vote Democrat even harder. Speaking of horrific socialist policies that kill their own citizens, after taking millions of U.S. tax dollars from the great and powerful Fauci to study gain-of-function coronaviruses so that they could release their brand of totalitarianism on the rest of the world, the Communist Party of China is reinvesting their ill-gotten gains by developing military helmets equipped with explosive devices so a soldier may suicide rather than face the embarrassment of capture. Given how high the morale is of their army, the helmets will also be equipped with the ability to be detonated remotely. No word yet on whether these prototypes will be field-tested on soldiers or Fauci's beagles. For CCW News, this has been holy crap. This is actually happening. I'm Chuck U. Farley. Good night, and may God help us. we can't have nice things. Before we go into Wonderfuller, uh, I wanted to read one 
section for one one article from this section because it dovetails. I, it, it was yeah, it does dovetail. Oh boy. Katrina Bookman was playing the slots at Resorts World Casino in Jamaica, Queens, when she secured what would have been the largest slot machine jackpot in US history. Forty two million nine hundred forty nine dollars uh, sorry, forty two million nine hundred forty nine dollars uh, Thousand five hundred. See, it's such a large amount. You sound like Biden right now. <laughs> Forty-two million nine hundred forty-nine thousand six hundred seventy-two dollars. Yeah. She took a selfie with the machine to mark the moment, and later said her whole body went numb when she saw the life-changing figure. Bookman was told to come back the next day to discuss her winnings, but when she asked an employee what she'd be walking away with, he responded, "You didn't win nothing." The New York State Gaming Commission said Bookman's machine had malfunctioned. Of and course it did. And that she'd actually won just two dollars and twenty-five cents. The how, machine. How do you? We'll find out. Maybe. The See, machine. That's why I trust the the computer run machines. I trust them all the way to the bank. No, I. I anyway, the machine had a disclaimer, of course, stating. Malfunctions void all pays and plays. Now, that's what I normally see it. Yeah. Even in Vegas. Which basically means if you win, it was a malfunction. It could. And as a result, the commission said they were required by law I'm to give... I'm surprised lottery tickets don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> as a result... Uh, did you win the $2 billion prize? It was a malfunction. <laughs> as a result, the commission said that they were required by law to give Bookman only what she'd actually won. As a gesture of goodwill, wait for it. The casino offered Bookman, hold it for just a moment, let this sink in, a complimentary steak dinner. Wow. All right, then. We're not drumming on the mics. The dog is chewing a bone. The a spokesperson for Resorts World, Dan Bank, Excellent for last name there. Told CNN, upon being notified of the situation, casino personnel were able to determine that the figure displayed on the penny slot was the result of an obvious malfunction, a fact later confirmed by the New York State Gaming Commission. After explaining the circumstances to Ms. Bookman, we offered to pay her the correct amount that was shown on the printed ticket. Machine malfunctions are rare. They only happen when $42 million is won. And we would like to extend our apologies for Ms. Bookman for any inconvenience this may have caused. The year after she thought she'd won, Bookman's lawyer filed a lawsuit and described the casino's claims as ridiculous. You can't claim a machine is broken because you want it to be broken. Does that mean it wasn't inspected? Does it mean it wasn't maintained? Ripka told CNN at the time. And if so, what does that mean that the people who played there... If that, if so, what does that mean the people who played there before... Had zero chance of winning? Yep, that's exactly what it means. The case was ultimately settled out of court. After realizing she'd only be walking away with a couple of dollars, Bookman, who grew up in foster care and raised four children as a single mother, commented, All I could think about was my family. I have a feeling she turned down the steak dinner. I would have eaten it out of spike. Spike? Spite. <laughs> Unbelievable. And they probably think that they're being all benevolent. Oh, we bestow upon you. Oh. <laughs> $2 and, uh, and, and F all, you know, it's like. 
They didn't even say what's. I mean, it wasn't even a probably a teeny steak too. Maybe a four or, or six ounce. Oh steak. gosh, I hope it wasn't like the steak that we got. It was a gold gold bar up in. No, uh, it was it was, uh, it was gold nugget or something. Yeah, it was Pahrump. Um I don't know. There was also a, a casino in uh, Vegas that had a steak night at their buffet, and the steak was inedible, dark leather. Yeah, in It's just absolutely leather. I mean, well done's one thing, but this was just I mean, you could you could have made a wallet out of it. But anyway. We don't live there anymore. It's not our problem. And now Melanie's favorite part of the show. Yes. When she's not ranting. Well, there's that. Here on Counterculture Wise, we may rant, we may rave, but most of all, we go against the current culture because we believe, to the core of our beings, that humans are good and the world is an amazing and beautiful place. At the beginning of our show, we give you news of the weird and wonderful, but that is just the tip of the magnificent iceberg that is our world. We now present news of the wonderfuller. All righty. Well, this just came in in our chat, and I think this is wonderful, and it's really funny because it came in during uh, Holy Crap, which ended on Fauci's Beagles, and the picture in this article is of a Beagle puppy. So I am... I am an anti-vivisectionalist. I do not believe in animal testing. I never have ever since I was a tiny, tiny girl. Even when I was taking biology in high school and college, they let me release the fruit flies rather than kill them. And my biology, high school biology teacher told me that if I could pass the test without dissecting the frog, he wouldn't make me do it. I did. I've never looked back. And this is amazing and wonderful news. It's outstanding. We, besides you know, mutilating our children. We are a barbaric country, and this is one of the things that has always, always bothered me. I actually was at one time a member of PETA, but then they got really, I was really, too. I, they got really, really kooky. So the Food and Drug Administration will no longer require all drugs to be tested on animals thanks to the FDA Modernization Act 2.0. The new law has everyone from Senator Rand Paul to people for ethical treatment of animals, otherwise known as PETA, cheering. And I do apologize if you're hearing some static. It is like a billion degrees in here, so I I have a fan on me. Uh, It was passed as part of the omnibus appropriations bill. Well, at least there was something good in there that Congress passed in late December. The inclusion of this bipartisan effort is a step toward ending the needless suffering and death of animal test subjects, which I'm glad both Republicans and Democrats can agree needs to end. Well, it's not that they agree. It's just that they had positively no idea what was in the damn bill. That's all I'm saying. By the way, I don't know if I've shared this on our show, but I can completely fix the government. In, I think you say this steps. just about every week, but okay. go ahead and do it again. Well, maybe if I keep saying it, eventually it'll happen. Who knows? Maybe I can manifest it into being. Number one, go back to first person who gets the most votes or the most electoral votes is president, runner-up vice president, built-in bipartisanship. Number two, no bill can be voted on until it has been read in its entirety out loud, and only those present for the reading 
can vote on it. Those bills will be one paragraph long. Instantly. As they should be anyway. As they should be anyway. Boom. Government fixed. They'd get more done in less time. Oh, yes. And abolish the IRS. Okay. Well, of course. (laughs) So this is good news. This is good news. I I hope they stick to it. Yeah. Alrighty. Alrighty, then. Let us continue. This is a beautiful story. A beautiful story. Really beautiful. Very beautiful. Very lovely. We're still talking about Christmas. It was a good Christmas this year. Yeah, it was all right. During a blizzard last month in Buffalo, Shakira Autry took action when others might be less willing. She welcomed a stranger, a developmentally disabled man, into her home on Christmas Eve, saving him from the blistering cold and caring for him as he suffered from severe frostbite. I just kept thinking about, what if it was my family member, Autry told CBS News. He was a very good, it was a very good Christmas gift, she said, and now for the rest of my life I will remember him. Mm-hmm. The story of the rescue began when Autry woke up the morning of Christmas Eve and heard, help, help. She looked out her window and saw a man struggling in the snow. He was at my door banging, she said. It was four degrees outside. Oh, God. With 53 mile an hour winds, the man had no gloves on and looked lost and in pain. So she and her boyfriend, Trent Alves Jr., took the man, Joey White, in. You made him comfortable. He felt the love, his sister, Yvonne White, said to Autry. The 64-year-old has the mental capacity of a 10-year-old, she said, and lives in a group home just a few blocks from Autry's house. That morning, he had headed to a movie theater where he's worked as a custodian for 40 years. It's unclear how long he lingered in the cold. He was so frozen, Autry said. His clothing was completely froze. His hand was balled up holding a bag. I said, I'll have to cut the bag because the bag was frozen. He had ice, literally ice balls around his hands, she said. After bandaging his severely frostbitten hands, Autry called 911 again and again, but the weather conditions made it impossible for first responders to reach them. I was waiting for the National Guard, and I was still waiting for 911 paramedics, fire, she said. I was waiting for anybody, and nobody ever came. As the hours passed, the snow kept piling up, so Joey spent Christmas with her, Alls, and their kids. She did the, she did his laundry, fed him, and played movies for him, all while his hands were changing color and the pain was becoming unbearable. I was thinking if there's going, if there's going to take them this long to come and get him, and he's alive, how long is it going to take him to come and get a dead body if he was to pass? I couldn't wrap my head around. I just couldn't do it. On Christmas night, she turned to social media, panicking. This young man's fingers Why is going to... Why did she wait so long? I would have looked it up immediately. I don't know. This young man's fingers is going to fall off in my house. Absolutely not. I had to. He had a ring on his finger. I had to use shears to cut the ring off his finger. I'm, no, I'm not no surgeon, she said in a video she took at the time. About 36 hours after the ordeal began, two good Samaritans answered her plea and drove them to the hospital. When I got in the truck, he told me he was scared, and I said, I'm scared too. I'm scared, Joey. And I said, you know, we got help. The doctors are going to take care of you. And then he told me he loved me. I knew, I knew he really felt safe. They made it to the emergency room. It was a Christmas miracle for Joey and a Christmas offering from the mother of three who chose caring for a stranger instead of celebrating Christmas with her family. What do you mean instead of? What what more perfect way of celebrating than what she did? I know. That's literally what Christmas is. Christmas wasn't even about the gifts about my kids. She said it was literally him. Christmas was him. She has a message for all people who will encounter something down the road. People should be kind, be loving. 
Yvonne White said doctors had to remove Joey's fingers, including his oh knuckles. Oh, my God. He has one thumb remaining. She also said Autry saved her brother's life. I feel that especially nowadays, the way our country is, everything is just, you know, the weather is terrible. This is terrible, she said. And then to see the compassion and love of two strangers is just amazing. That poor man. Yeah. He could have been poorer. <laughs> I don't know. Not having your hands. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. He already had issues. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, absolutely. She's sweet. <sighs> DoorDash driver working on Christmas Eve leaves letter in customer's mailbox. Well, let's see what this letter is about. Oh, wow. The customer, Vivica, tipped $100 on a $60 order. Here's the thank you note. My name is, it's hidden for privacy, and I have been delivering with DoorDash since October due to job loss. I delivered to your home many times, and I recognize your name as it is uncommon. On Christmas Eve, I decided to dash to pay for a tank of gas. I got three orders that night, and the final was yours. Your generous tip baffled me. I must admit I cried the entire way home and held my three children very close that night. I told them how important it is to be kind to others and be generous when you can, that doing so could make someone's day and to never expect gratitude in return. However, I made sure that they knew to always show appreciation for others' gratitude, and I mentioned your name without any more details. We are so grateful for you and your kindness. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You're getting lacrimose. Me? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just really upset that the dog is grinding on a toy over there, and I'm so <laughs> mad. I'm, like, shaking and, and, and shaking sweating. Yeah. All right, well. That's what's going on over here. Yes, sir. Well, folks, we are almost at the end of the show, but we did not want to leave you without sharing some quotes from... The birthday boy. The birthday boy, the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So we figured we'd share some of his quotes. I don't care what the controversy is. There's controversy with Lincoln, whatever. I say, let's celebrate let's the celebrate good. celebrate our heroes. And he's one of my that heroes. That came out of, you know, we're human. We fall. We have issues. It happens. That said, this man accomplished a lot, and he deserves to be celebrated. So, Jim, take it away. We can even switch off if you want. Okay. Everyone, this is a quote from him. Everyone has the power for greatness, not for fame, but greatness, because greatness is determined by service. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. That is my favorite quote of all time. Never, never be afraid to do what's right. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And that means not on your knees, people. May I stress the need for courageous, intelligent, and dedicated leadership, leaders of sound integrity, leaders not in love with publicity, but in love with justice, leaders not in love with money, but in love with humanity, leaders who can subject their particular egos to the greatness of the cause. Oh, God, I lift up that prayer so high because we do not have a single one right now. No work is insignificant. 
all labor that uplifts humanity has dignity. That's one of the reasons I'm proud of my job. Yes. And the big one. I have a dream <laughs> that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That's my favorite of his. There's more. Wait, there's more. The silence of the good people is more dangerous than the brutality of the bad people. I'll say that again. That's the silence good one. of the good people is more dangerous than the brutality of the bad people. I agree 100%. 1 million percent. If there were more percentages, I would agree that many more. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I got flipped off the page. Hold on a second. <laughs> I got excited. I want to hit the heart, but it took me off the page. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But keep moving forward. That's like a condensed version of the first one. Mm -hmm. It is always the right time to do the right thing. This one is difficult. Returning violence for violence multiplies violence, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. We may have all come on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. <laughs> when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. That wow. goes on to his, his uh, he continues in the speech that, um, and they reneged on it. Hmm. And he was right at the time they reneged yeah. on it. A productive and happy life is not something you find, it is something you make. Life's most important and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a purpose greater than myself. I think I'm going to add that to our daily prayer. It's not bad. We already did the never, never ever be afraid to do what's right, but this is the elongated version of it. Okay. Never, never be afraid to do what's right, especially if the well-being of a person or animal is at stake. Society's punishments are small compared to the wounds we inflict on our soul when we look the other way. Mm. Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. A man dies when he refuses to stand up for that which is right. A man dies when he refuses to stand up for justice. A man dies when he refuses to take a stand for which is true, that which is true. If you can't be a sun, be a star, for it isn't by size that you win or fail. Be the best of whatever you are. That one's for you, Nikki. <sighs> Always with the wee Nikki thing. <laughs> it's not the violence of the few that scares me, it's the silence of the many. Be the peace you wish to see in the world. So he uh, apparently listened to Gandhi. Oh, they yeah, absolutely. Cross-pollinated. And finally... There's actually 25 pages, but I ain't doing them all. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing 25 pages. We must learn that, that to expect God to do everything while we do nothing is not faith, but superstition. Oh, that is powerful. Well, folks, it's been an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed our broadcast. We had a lot of fun making pieces of it. Thanks again to Nick Pierce Media Group for lending his voice to the Trump ad, which I will be animating. It was this the best week. ever. It was the best ever. 
very orange. <laughs> Love that junk food. And we will see you next week. Have an amazing week. Can't wait to see you on the other side. Make sure you check out our uh, our YouTubes, our BitChute, our Rumbles. We even have a Locals now. Um, head on over to CounterCultureWise.com. Tip us right on over. You can support us on our subscribe star. Once we get subscribers there, we'll start adding fun things there. We're going to be doing some extra bits and clips. We also started a new site that we are specifically just uploading our interviews to the max and she's so fritzy and all the other counterculture cats all, all, all the cat related we stuff. haven't even published it yet and we already have a subscriber so that was kind of weird um but since youtube saw fit to go back two years and give us a hard strike for a video where we literally were reading from the cdc website um and you know we they took away almost half of our subscribers and we've been algorithmed out out of into oblivion we basically just tanked our our YouTube site. Um, we, we got quite a few subscribers the first day that we started posting exclusively to Holy Crap. So make sure if you want to see the animated versions of the Holy Crap segment that comes out weekly on Rumble and BitChute first, then YouTube, and usually on Subscribestar if you want to uh, follow all the links because I bring receipts. So when I write those things and Chuck and I go over them and 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 uh, he recites them, we have the receipts and you can see those on our website, counterculturewise.com. We love you. We thank you. Have an amazing Martin Luther King Day and we will see you next week. CounterCultureWise is a Stormcat production. Thank you for joining our growing family of listeners. All links from the show are available on our website, CounterCultureWise.com. Find our archives on any of your favorite podcast hosts. We engage in satire, commentary, and generally laugh at the ridiculousness of our crumbling society. Our only medical or financial advice is to not follow any financial or medical advice given by podcasters. Our animations, interviews, holy crap segment, and other videos are put out on BitChute and Rumble, and only in part on YouTube because they hate free speech. Our show is entirely funded by listeners like you. Visit our ever-expanding merch store or our subscribe star, where you can get outtakes, extra videos, and sneak peeks. If you would like to be a guest on our program, feel free to contact us via our website. Just click on the link at the top that says, Be a Guest on Our Show. For more fun and cat pics, please visit our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For complaints about our show, please fill out the ID10T form on our website, and we will give it the attention it deserves. Meanwhile, no matter how cruel the world may be around you, always remember the importance of kindness. Be kind to each other. Be kind to animals. And be kind to yourself. See you you next next week. week.